Hello and welcome back to another episode of ST Talks. I'm Laura Demmer, your host, and today I'm here with ST Genetics Dairy Program Manager Dan Carroll, Genetic Advancement Team Member Tim Round, and Director of Genetic Development David Kendall to chat about another extremely successful proof run for ST Genetics. But first, just thank you all for being with us today. Thanks, Laura. Excited to be here. Thank you, Laura. Thanks, Laura. To start out, David, there were some changes and updates this time around. Can you explain to us what we saw when it came to industry-wide traits and indexes? Uh, The biggest change this time, Laura, was an update in imputations. The last time we had a change in imputations in May 2021, there was more significant movement across um, all animals. This time, because we have a lot more animals that were ran on higher chips like the V75 from GVI um, and have more complete pedigrees, there was a lot of animals that were not as affected. If you had an animal that was ran on a lower chip with less complete pedigrees, those animals could have seen quite a bit of change from the change of the imputation. The other piece that from the imputation that we had was uh, improved accuracy for Holstein cholesterol deficiency calls. And so there were some changes with that with the haplotypes, not with the gene test. We also added the muscle weakness from the haplotypes. Overall, there was about a $9 drop in net merit for the proven bulls and about a $17 drop in genomic young sires. And both of those were related to RFI and pounds of fat. Thank you for sharing that with us, David. Now, just to start it off strong, Dan, our proven sire lineup came out with some phenomenal results. We have Captain as number one, Upside as number two, Outcome as number three, and Holden as number five. What do these results mean to ST Genetics? Well, good day, Laura, and good day all listening to our our communications here. Very, very exciting today. Uh, Exciting day on proof day. Uh, December 2023. Laura, it's really a, a combination of of, uh, of a young bull, not a young bull anymore, but I'll refer to him as a young bull named Charles, having that impact of where he's actually doing some heavier lifting in multiple other countries. And that affects him and now it affects his sons that are all the way through the system, like you said, from a standpoint of Captain Upside uh, uh, and Holden. Um, Charles is still doing some heavy lifting. And really, if you look at Charles Proof with 1,830 daughters, it mirrors captains at 1,754. So what we're seeing is really the combination of Charles solidifying and allowing his sons to have the stage now, which they do. Captain, Outcome, and Holden are really rocking and rolling. And then if you don't, if you don't mind me taking a couple seconds, there are multiple other Charles sons that are ready to come through the system. Nacho, Keel, um, a young, really nice bull over in our in our cogent world at Pikachu, and then some really good commercial bulls that have been in our system for a while in Rouge, Jameson, Rational, Dykstra, Idealist, Solid Maker. So there's so many, so many brothers to Captain and Upside and Holden that are coming through that you're seeing the power of Charles enter the system. As I look at the as I look at Upside, what's really so appreciative of Upside is he brings production in a solid milk production and a solid protein while harmonizing that those health traits that generally get a little wobbly when you put that much production into the cattle. And then you look at Holden and a bull that's kind of done kind of that mirror image thing, a big, big milk bull plus on DPR, both upside and Holden 
are the number one TPI bulls for their age in which they were born. So these are the elite sons of, of Charles that are coming through while Charles is still adding data himself. And now we've got another special bull coming through the system and outcome. And outcome gets there from a standpoint of a TPI in a little different fashion than maybe what upside and Holden do. Outcome gets there with that enormous pressure that he excites with health traits and with confirmation traits while being solid in his production. So the outcome blood that's entering our system now, combined with the Charl blood, with the all the captain sons, really gives our customers a exciting combination of, of bulls to mature and cross back over one another. So very excited with the rankings of the proven bulls that have a, have a solidifying effect from Charl to captain to upside to Holden all the way down through our lineup at this point. And Dan, for these top four bulls of ours, um, you already talked about uh, three of them having Charles as their sires, but for these bulls to perform so well, what do you think they have in common that dairy producers are choosing these sires in their mating decisions? Yeah, they, they show up to work. Uh, they show up to work to make productive cattle, uh, healthy cattle, that, that kind of cattle that people love from a standpoint of milk production components all-around balanced cows that, that are being created by Charles, uh, Charles and, and his sons at that point. So exciting that the dairymen are milking those not just here in North America, but the proliferation of where these genes are happening is happening in so many countries around the world. And now that data is flowing into our system. So a lot of excitement with what's being created out there, Laura. Definitely. And Tim, two of these bulls, Upside and Outcome, they are newer to the International Hosting Proven Sire list. Could you share with us your thoughts on these two? We'll just start with Upside. Yeah, Laura, really excited uh, from this proof run in many different ways, but I'll, yeah, I'll start with Upside. Uh, upside is an exciting bull that uh, goes back to Delicious, and we know Delicious's track record in the industry and uh, around the world of uh the amount of production she can put into uh, dairymen's uh, herds and put into different pedigrees. But having his first proof um, in 44 herds, 923 daughters, he's 2,336 pounds of milk, 6.7 productive life, and almost a whole point on DPR, which is a very, very unique combination in today's world. So I feel... Uh, People that want to put a lot of production into certain herds and into certain bloodlines, uh, Upside is definitely going to do that. And I also think Upside is going to show up in a lot of pedigrees as we go down two, three, five, and 10 years from now, just because he has that unique ability, just like Delicious did, put a lot of production, but maintain the health traits. And he's just going just gonna to show up and be a great bull for the industry. And then I will go on the outcome. Outcome is a great bull in many different ways, maybe a little different bull than uh, upside, but you know, outcome comes along and puts a little more components into them, um, solid health traits, but he comes in at 2.27 on utter composite. And uh, he's going to fit a lot of pedigrees on the other side as well, because he's sired by Challenger out of a granted, the great, um, cow out at uh, Ladies Manor. So I would say all said and done, these bulls are going to fit very well for different programs. And I'd say the most exciting part with them too, they come from great maternal lines. And uh, 
when you come from those great maternal lines, I think your staying power is better. And I think you're going to show up in a lot of pedigrees for the long run. Thank you for sharing that, Tim. And David, the bull to round out this list is Holden. What about him do you believe is important to note? When you look at Holden, what you see is a bull that's efficient. 119 echo feed out of medium-sized framed heifers, lower somatic cell count, durable. They're kind of cows that the commercial producer is going to make a lot of money on for an extended period of time. The other thing is it has that 3.4 um, CCR rating. Really, really like the way the Holdens, um, I just think of the efficiency. That's what really stands out to me when we talk about them. 119 echo feet. Wow. And uh, Dan, we also had a great run in Canada with the number one LPI sire of the breed. And his name is John Boy. Could you share more about this bull and what Canadian dairy producers are seeing from him? Yes, and it, very, very exciting for our team in, in Canada. And congratulations on on uh, on this ranking here with uh, GenoSource John Boy, a Red Rock son, back into Dynamo blood, back into silver, uh, back into a cow family, going back into the coin farms. Uh, John Boy really is a bull that I would be so complimentary on in that he is not prevalent within the pedigrees within the Canadian system. So his his creativity now is just at the forefront. That bull can run on every road and every place through Canada. Plus, he's going to open up a lot of doors and make friends all the way across many of our European uh, marketing avenues as well, as those countries will really uh, connect to an LPI ranking system. But getting back to what John Boy does at over 3,700 LPI, he is a components driver. Um, on the Canadian system, over 0.58 fat percent, over 0.40 protein percent, double-digit confirmation, double-digit mammary system, um, you know, just that nice combination of uh, complete confirmation in the cattle. And again, it's exciting because that blood is not overly prevalent in that system. So John Boy is just starting to write his chapter into the system uh, for marketing uh, semen around the world. Interesting, John Boy also has that cow family that's also shook a couple bulls loose here into the U.S. system as well, too. So some of the brothers to John Boy that our, our sales team and customers would be understanding would be like Jameson and Jericho, Jesse James and Jaffa are some of the bulls that would be brothers to John Boy that would be in the system. So this is not just a one-shot bull that came, from, came out of nowhere. This is a cow family that's really made quite a few bulls that have had an impact in our marketing system and just very, very exciting to have a diverse bull enter the system in a high ranking capacity that can work in many, many operations and marketing systems around the world. Yeah, Dan, and I would like to chime in on that. Um, you know, when I look at John Boy and go through it all, I mean, I, all I can think of is balance. I mean, he just got the balance all the way through and He's gonna he's gonna help it on the production side and with that confirmation and the mammary side, uh, he's just gonna be balanced to put over a lot of different bloodlines and I think that's what I think that's what a lot of people are looking for. That's a really good way to put that, Tim. I was actually just about to say that um, on the marketing team, we've received pictures of you know John Boy daughters, and over and over again, we have just been told by these producers how balanced. Um, these daughters are and how well they're producing. So I think you both summarized that bull very well. 
Now, to move on to our next talking point, we've been talking about this bull for the past three years. He's been number one since he came on the scene in 2019, and he has now stayed the number one TPI proven sire of the breed for an entire year. Tim, can you share with us the impact Captain is having and why you believe he is consistently proving his dominance throughout the globe? Yeah, Laura, um... You know, Captain is just, it's proof run after proof run. He's uh, showing what he can do. Um, it's not just genotypically, but phenotypically around the world. He is, uh, this proof run, he's went up to 96 herds. He's got 1,754 daughters, and he is just keeps exceeding people's expectations. Um, you know, and I think uh, at the end of the day, we are very, very, very happy on how they were calving in a year and a half ago and as they progressed in their lactation there were cows that were getting better and better but um, now I'm seeing these second lactation cows and uh, there's only one word that describes that and that is wow um, they're just getting better with age um, their udders are getting better and production wise is just incredible so I think uh, his impact is just starting not only for our breeding program, but for breeding programs and dairymen around the world. He's just going to be profitable for a lot, a lot of people. And, uh, you know, we already have him in the third, fourth generation of some pedigrees, and you can see his impact coming through those pedigrees. So he has got that dominant gene that is going to put a lot of production in there. But he's breeding so true. Um, he's going to have the great udders in there. So, you know, Captain, we're going to be talking about him for a lot of years to come. And that's exciting not only for us, but it's exciting for all of our customers. We want him to be that customer satisfaction bull, not just the first generation, mm -hmm. but having him come through the next generation. So that's just exciting thing for our program, exciting for everyone in ST genetics to have a bull that can have such a large impact on the whole industry. I might jump in on top of that, Laura, and just um, my memories are, are um, have, have lots of smiles to my memories from the tours we did this fall. Mm -hmm. uh, so many people are, were traveling now and, and had a chance to see the daughters uh, through our, through the uh, herds there at Genosaurus far near Sandan. And now also what's so exciting is there are so many people that are connected in South America, Latin America, uh, Europe, Asia that are getting their captains genomic tested. And the excitement in those areas is, is not slowing down. The excitement to, to relay the information that, hey, oh my gosh, we had the number one genomic female in Uruguay, and we had the number one in, in Italy, and we had the number one here and the number one there in, in England. It's so exciting to see that the calves that people are, are, that are just starting to use Captain, they're seeing the flourishing results through their genomic results. So the excitement for this bull, um, as Tim has very well put, we're excited to see the daughters milking, but we're excited to hear the success stories of our customers around the world. Yes, I think that's a really good point. And I mean, there was so many discussions happening this fall at Genosource. I think we uh, Genosource put on 32 tours for mainly international guests. And um, the number one request I think we had was to see Captain Daughters, but then the discussions after they saw those Captain Daughters and how excited they are to get that bull into their breeding program was, was very, very cool to see and hear about. 
And, you know, now we've talked about these top bowls. And I think, you know, Dan, you started to mention this earlier, but I think we should just revisit a little bit and talk about their sire, Charl. And what kind of impact do you see Charl having on the breed, especially him being the sire of Captain, Upside, and Holden? I always think back to the to the timing of Charles being released into the marketing world. He we did not get the semen out super early on him. In fact, he was maybe a freckle closer to two years of age before he really got rolling into strong marketing in a lot of in a lot of countries. He was almost basically released in a, really in about the same time as Captain was. But what Charles is starting to do now is these daughters are starting to show up in multiple herds around the world and multiple rankings are showcasing that Charles, who is the number one TPI bull for his age, and he's a 2016 model, he's making the kind of cows that people love around the world. They're generally stronger cows. They're generally higher milk production cows, just a, a, tick, under, a tick under a ton of milk, nice component base to them, a good productive life, acceptable fertility, uh, very, very good cell count. All of the traits that make customers feel satisfied, Charles is doing that. And so I almost look at Charles right now as he's still got some weight to put on the bar to lift yet, meaning he's not done showcasing what he can do in multiple indices in multiple countries around the world. So it's exciting to let Charles keep writing his own story while at the same time being a very proud father to, to uh, Captain Upside, Holden, and other sons of Charles as well. It's exciting still for Charles. Definitely. And along with a great run on the International Holstein Proven Sire List, ST Genetics also had an impressive lineup of young GTPI males with 47% of the top 100 active GTPI bulls and 64% of the top 100 active net merit bulls calling ST Genetics home. Tim, can you share with us why this is notable and what you believe this means for the future of ST Genetics? Yeah, Laura. So at the end of the day, um, you know, it's uh, where these animals stack up is one thing. But at the end of the day, we're trying to breed cattle for the future. And uh, we uh, do many different things with that from uh, diversity of pedigrees, but also diversity of different traits. And uh, we go in, in also different cow families. So when we uh, do all these things, the, doing our matings and trying to produce the next donor and then trying to produce the next great bull for the industry, um, we're doing many different things in our breeding program. And uh, it kind of comes down to uh, where the chips fall with that. And uh, some of these animals end up ranking very high, but we put a lot of time into the matings to get where we are. And we uh, put a lot of different resources and technology into that as well. Dan, do you have any thoughts on this? Yes, I, I think Tim has, Tim has tickled on some very, very important things, which is our bulls, our bulls that we have at our disposal, our young bulls, are a reflection. They're, they're the mirror image of what we just talked about, which is genetics of Charles, Captain, Upside, Outcome, Holden, just to name a few. You go in and look into the system right now of what's coming for sons from Upside, it's really tickling your fancy. There are, these kids are just starting to show up. Then you start looking into what outcome is produced for sons. 
there's five to six bulls from outcome that are in our system that are bringing diversity to pedigrees and diversity to traits we want. And now we start tickling into this little bull called Thorson, who we haven't talked about today. And Thorson's first sons are just starting to tickle through the through the system as well for, for mating sires. We look at some other diverse um, avenues that we're trying to get at into the polled market. And we're excited with the diversity and volume of different polled bulls we can use into the system within our donors as well. And now even another bull that we haven't even mentioned today, the number one Red Bull, Morris Red's got semen and we're ready to roll with him. So not only uh, TPI and, and net merit, um, we are always constantly open to all other indices, all other traits to create. Um, the creation happens with volume, but at the other the other part that I'm excited about is the complete flourishing of what's going on in Legends as well. So all of those females now are at that exciting stage where they're going to be bred and the next generation on Legend on Legends is happening. So our young bulls are giving our customers just a consistency of having a plethora of bulls to meet multiple needs within their breeding programs. Very, very fortunate, very, very exciting time, Laura. Definitely. Very exciting is right. Laura, I think, uh, you know, if you want to summarize uh, a lot of our young programs from the bulls, the heifers, and myself and Dan take great pride in, uh, you know, being the, in this breeding program and call ourselves breeders. Um, we want to try to produce the greatest bulls in the world, but we, uh, at the end of the day, if they can be a success, success story for other breeders around the world, that's what's probably most important to us. And, uh, you know, it, maybe uh, something that's pretty unique on what we do is, uh, you know, we got to milk these cows someday. Mm -hmm. So we see the results internally on what we're milking. I think uh, people around the world are going to have the same success. So we take great pride in all that. And uh, I think the future is pretty bright. That's a really great point, and thank you for summarizing that, Tim. And David, one thing we have noticed for the past few proof runs is the decline in DPR. Can you share with us what this means and what producers should be expecting when they are considering DPR in their breeding decisions? That's a great question, Laura, and it's a, as we've discussed in previous podcasts, it's an issue that really concerns many in the industry. Every single evaluation, we see DPR just basically remaining flat. But at the same time, we have seen a, a remarkable increase in reproductive efficiency in the last 10 years on farms. And this is really, this disconnect has really been bothering us on the genetic side. It's been bothering farmers um, because they want to believe that they're making genetic improvement along with the fact that they're improving and changing their management schemes. And uh, we've had some serious meetings about that here in the last couple of months within the industry. Um, I think that the, the problem with DPR at the moment is, is that we have so many different issues involved with voluntary waiting periods, with the sync programs, that there's so much noise at the beginning of the breeding era that it's really confusing the data. What's interesting to me is that the cow conception rate, the CCR, has consistently shown an increase over the last 10 years. That makes a lot more sense when you look at the total re improvement in reproductive efficiency. Now, CCR only has half the heritability of DPR, but it is highly correlated and it might be a trait that maybe producers want to start 
looking back at two because a CCR is a, the trait that tells you whether the cow is going to get pregnant during her lactation. DPR tells you how fast. CCR tells you if she's going to get pregnant. And if you combine the, the rapid increase in production, the improvement in reproductive physiology, there are the reproductive performances that we've had. You know, maybe at the moment, looking at CCR more so than DPR might be the way to go until we get a better grasp of what's going on with DPR. That's just my thought and suggestion. Thank you for sharing that with us, David. I think um, a lot of producers will be interested to hear what you had just said. And throughout this podcast today, we have focused on a lot of proven genetics. So just to switch gears a little bit, Dan and Tim, could you each share with us what sires from our younger lineup are sparking your interest? Yeah, Laura. So some of the most exciting bulls we have coming in the system here. Um, one of them is Drumroll. Drumroll is an exciting bull for us because he ranks, he's one of the breed leaders in utter composite. He comes in over 3.4 on utter composite. He's the uh, Rostec son out of a captain back to the dreaming big family we have. But you start combining Delta Lambda and captain, I think great things are going to happen. And he puts a nice shot of production in there coming from captain. Some other bulls we have here um, are a bull like Jalen. He's one of our first upside sons out into the market. He's over 3,200 TPI, 2,000 pounds of milk, 140-some pounds of fat, and uh, he has some solid health traits f- with him. But if you go up and down our lineup of young bulls and young bulls that are just starting to make semen, the impact of upside and the impact of captain – um, you can just see what they're able to do um, with their lineage and everything that uh, it's exciting times ahead. So uh, we can go up and down the list and, uh, you know, you're just excited to use them all. So it's it's going to be a fun uh, couple months here and uh, excited for everyone out in the industry. And Dan? I'll jump into that. I'll, I'll jump on top of that, uh, that conversation that Timmy started because he was, he was too soft or not hard enough on what bulls are pretty exciting. <laughs> I have to say this is probably the most stacked group of young kids that Tim and I have had an opportunity to utilize and put into multiple matings. The so excited for the early Thorson sons coming down the pipeline with Darth Vader and Bonjour and Magni that are right there. Um, Tim and I are both both uh, trying to find as many matings we can put onto the Fugelman son Rad. I mean, all of that. And just, I, I think in perspective, we're excited for those young bulls, but I don't know if anybody realizes Captain is our number five bull in our system yet. Right. <laughs> That's how, that is how strong that young man is still. I mean, he is leading the charge and the other young boys should be way over the top of him. And he's just that much of an outlier. So excited for those first Thorsons. And then Timmy's got all these Garza sons coming in like, Breakage is really getting some stuff and some use into them. Um, Timmy mentioned the wonderful drum roll bowl. And then as we roll down here, Tim's got a really nice Thorson son by the name of King P that's just coming through the system. So our, our ability to create that is rolling. And when I flip this over and I go to components, because so many people in the world drive on components, I'm really excited for some of our Hollywood sons. A bull by the name of Houston and a bull by the name of King Percent. Um, those are tar- starting to come through the system. And now the Hannity sons 
are right on the cusp of it. And, you know, of course, we mentioned the the wonderful bowl in the red world that's got, got everybody excited for things in the name of Morris Red that's, that's just an outlier. And then when we turn and we look at some of the bulls, even like Casual and Bronco, we're excited for them. Just this high, high utter composite bulls. Our bull like Cedar Wall Honey Pot out of Canada um, that's rolling into our system that we're using a little bit. We're using some Patan, uh, still having that influence of Delta Lambda into our world. So, and then Timmy's gone and gone and done a nice thing with this wonderful called Caught Your Eye, and we're using some of their sons as well too, in addition to Jerry Lewis. So, our diversity of young bulls, Laura. Maybe I feel a little bit, a little bit concerned, but we could talk for another hour on the young kids coming in addition <laughs> to the bulls in the top end. So um, it is wonderfully stacked in order to manipulate and utilize multiple matings into our system on our female program. And very, very excited with the bulls that are coming that are that are at our fingertips. And I might add, I'm just a little bit excited to maybe try to figure out how to get some genetics from the other boys and girls in our world as well, too, to put over the top of what we have existing. So diversity, certain traits, high TPI, high indices in multiple countries, it's it's a lot of fun with what's coming for this holiday season of what we have in our, in our hands and in the bag right today. Thank you for summarizing that, Dan. And there's just plenty of opportunity within this lineup uh, for our customers, that is for sure. Now, as we look into the future, a question for all three of you just to wrap up this podcast today. What are you most excited for as ST Genetics continues to serve dairy producers worldwide? David, we will start with you. Interested, what I'm excited about is the technology. Right now we have a calf due December 28th that's out of legit, who's the number one Thorson daughter in the world. This calf is a 3,400 TPI. By the time he's born, we will have pregnancies of clones of him coming so that we will have a lot more opportunity um, to provide genetics to our customers as we go forward. That cutting-edge technology that we're constantly pushing to expand the ability to distribute the high-value genetics, I mean, that's, that's what gets me super excited for the, us, for ST, for our customers. And Tim? Yeah, Laura. So um, I'd say the thing that I'm most excited is, um, you know, it, it took a took a long time to get to where we're at today. But the most exciting thing is to see the thing of success. And um, I think we're just starting to, uh, you know, go into another chapter of the uh, hard work and the dedication we put into this program. Uh, but the success of people around the world is is what I look forward to the most. Um, you know, when you get pictures of cows and Latin America to Australia to Japan to Europe to Canada and people um, have that excitement of of what they what they get from the result of what we're doing. That is probably the most exciting thing from uh, this side of things. And uh, you know, I don't look at it as that we sell semen. Um, you know, we're we're selling success and uh, profitability for customers around the world and. Uh, you know, I think that's that's what ST is all about. We're just uh, we're here for the long haul of things, and uh, we want to uh, with the combination of that and technology. Um, you know, we want to keep building that, and uh, I think the future is very very bright. That was a great way to put that. And Dan, your thoughts? 
So recently had a, a chance to do some international travel and, and thank you for all those that hosted me in Europe. It is always refreshing to visit farmers and customers around the world and listen to what they need and what they want. Tim pointed out, we're very happy with the success we are, but now what's next? How, how can we dig in and, and now figure out what we need to do in the next couple of years to, to figure out to the next five, to the next 10 years? So success begets success. And I am so appreciative for the, the customers around the world, the communication we have. I'm so, so happy for my teammates, the growing team that we have in the ST system that merchandises, that, that sells, that finds solutions that is a representative of ST Genetics around the world. I'm excited to be a part of that and looking to the future uh, to create more. It's it's exciting today to talk about the success that we have. But again, sitting down with people, there's always more to do. There's always more to think about. There's always a new challenge. There's always a new mountain to go up. And very, very excited to do that with my teammates at ST Genetics, Laura. Thank you for that, Dan, and thank you all for joining us today and giving us your insights into the December proof run. We really appreciate it. This was another episode of ST Talks. If you like what you heard, you can find more episodes on your favorite podcast platform by searching ST Talks or ST Genetics. And if you want to learn more about ST Genetics, visit our website at stgen.com, or you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, or X. And from all of us at ST Genetics, we hope you have a great day.